We are back, baby! Welcome to TRB Live. That's right. It has been 84 years since we have done a live show, but hopefully we can remember how to do this. Uh, I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us on the Resistance broadcast. With me, as always, is Lacey Gillerin and James Bainey. Um, it's been 10 days since our last episode's been out, but it, as I joked on our Patreon Discord, uh, 10 days felt like 100. Um, it did. To steal a quote from our friend Cassian Andor. Um, because we don't take breaks often. Um, so James and I went out to LA. We are back and we're back in the base. And it is good to see you guys and to talk Star Wars because we have some news to talk about in a bit. Uh, but for everyone joining us, if you're joining us live, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Share it if you're on social media. Uh, spreading the word is huge for us. Uh, like the video, all that stuff. Make sure you're subbed to the channel. But most importantly, have a good time. And of course, if you do want your comments read on the show, uh, there's two ways to do that tonight. We have super chats where that'll be read any point in the show. And then later, later, later in the show, uh, we're doing ask the resistance. So you can pop your questions using the hashtag ask the resistance in the chat. And we'll pick a few. Lacey will pick a few for us to talk about later. But, uh, how you guys doing? What's going on? Lacey, how, uh, how's things? How's everything in your camp? I'm good. I'm now an expert on deep sea diving. Uh, if anybody wants to talk about it. So off air, I asked, yeah. I told Lacey that I was, I saw this video of someone doing this Titanic experience on an Oculus, which is you're on the Titanic and you could tour it. Like it's, it's a normal ship. It's, it's, it's all good. And then you could do the version where it's sinking and you get into a lifeboat. I asked Lacey if she wanted to do that with me. And she said, no, she didn't want to do that. So absolutely what not. I, yeah. I did Oculus once and it was right when it came out and my best friend made me do the walk the plank one. Mm. Have you ever done that one? Yeah. Well, no, I it's haven't like done on it. This, my is it like the do it. It's the side high, high building or something. High. Yeah. 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 So you put the whole thing on and then you have headphones on. So like you're literally seeing and hearing that and it messes with you because your whole senses are like in it. And it's so scary. this one. Yeah, it was it was terrifying. I'm terrified of heights, so it was very scary. You take an yeah. elevator up to the top, there's a plank, and then if you really get into it, you get a wood plank and put it on the floor. <laughs> so then you like feel. <laughs> and then there was another one that he made me do because he thinks it's funny to make me do these things. It was like a, a scary horror dentist thing that you had to like walk through right. a scary like warehouse. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, do it, it'll be funny. And he thought it was so hilarious as I screamed and cried and was just very unhappy. I thought when you said if you really want to go for it, I thought you're going to be like, take a plank, head up to your roof, set that no. thing. <laughs> no, like the full experience is you do the plank and then you walk it so that you feel. My my brother wants you to do like a diving it. board. I too am afraid of heights. So I I. I don't know. That's tough for me. Um, James, what about you? Are you are you afraid of heights? Or are you good with that type of stuff? I think I'm afraid of heights, but I think like when I would, if I were to do something, because I like that type of stuff. I like Oculus and and PlayStation VR and Apple Vision, which just made their huge announcement. You were one of the first all... to do Vader Immortal at Celebration 2019. Right, right. I think yeah. that stuff is really cool and interesting and 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 fun um, because I, I do think that it plays with certain. Um, 
senses that sort of trick you like you are in that environment. And I think as that technology gets better, um, it, it like the things that pull you out of it is just like, you're, you're like, well, obviously I'm not holding a lightsaber, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I feel a controller in my hand. I feel like as the technology gets better, we'll figure out how to overcome that stuff. Or maybe like motion sickness too, is like another big one. They said, I can't do it for very long, but it's like, as we figure out how motion sickness comes in, it makes more sense. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I would, I would do, I would do that stuff. I'd do the, the, the high, the, the, the plank and yeah, all that is cool. All right. Um, a couple of quick things before we get into the resistance report. The first being uh, some news came out. I guess you can call it official news via the reps of Abigail Thorne, uh, unknown actress. I checked, uh, you know, not many credits, but in the Acolyte playing a character named Ensign Eurus in the series. So we have another character we know nothing about. YouTuber? What's that? Is this the YouTuber? There was some YouTuber that just got announced. The YouTuber, yeah. Abigail Thorne. <clears throat> so do with that what you will, but more trickling out of the Acolyte, which is, you know, pretty mysterious still for a series. So uh, I'm excited uh, anytime we get new tidbits about that. And then the other one, flipping over to another Disney Plus series, uh, Carl Weathers and Katie Sackhoff were being interviewed. Uh, and this was via Yahoo, I believe. But... They, they claimed that they don't know if they're going to be in Filoni's Star Wars movie, both of them. Uh, and they said they won't go to him to ask to be in it. They'll just wait. For Who them. said this? Uh, both Carl Weathers and Katie Sackhoff. Oh, now, right, right, right. Do you believe either of them? I hate that we're at a point now that we're like, are they lying? I hate that. I hate it. Because <laughs> I want to just take them for what they're saying, but we've gotten to a point that it's happened like what three four times now that like they aren't really saying much yeah. the only thing mm -hmm. that i can say for katie at least is that she's been pretty honest before that she's like i'm under nda i'm not saying anything right and that's one thing she's never said yes or no and then completely and then carl weathers is on the other end of that spectrum where he's tweeting everything all the time like yeah. hey i just directed this episode today so yeah. i kind of take them at face value um but that's a good point Another piece of this that I just want to mention is that Katie now has a podcast. So that's cool. Can't wait to listen to that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, the, I was James, just going to say you, that for that, for that news, I, I believe them both too. I think that they're, they're still actors and you have one person writing the story and they're on the journey. But I think that one person is just doing what they're doing to write the story. And there's still a few seasons potentially of the Mandalorian before we even get to that point. So I, I think Dave's still a ways off from working on it. Mm. And so I just don't think anything's written in stone. So they right. he he hasn't confirmed with them. And I don't think they're going to ask everyone out there in TRB land. Let us know what you think. Do you buy these actors? Because we've been hoodwinked before. Um, mm -hmm. but by who? At this point, it's been Liam Neeson, yep. Lars Mikkelsen. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say him. Yeah. You and McGregor kind of. Yeah, I but... think definitely you and McGregor, right? So that's three people. Who else? Mark Hamill. When did um, he? Oh, because he said he wasn't part of the Mandalorian, or that he wasn't in the sequel trilogy. Rise of Skywalker. I think he was like, "No, I died." Or, you remember? Oh, he and like... he wasn't at the panel or anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah. So I mean, it happens, and it's it's very always tongue in cheek and playful. It's never like that serious, but 
I, I think at least Bo-Katan will be in it. I think she they're setting her up to be a big part of all this. We'll Unless see about, she dies. Uh, I thought Moff, I, Moff Gideon. I thought uh, Grief Cargo was going to die this season. So who the hell am I to think? You think everybody's uh, going to die? I mean, <laughs> you literally do. Every you've at least said at one point in this show that everyone is going to die. Mandalorian, Bo-Katan, Carl Weathers, everyone. People. On Star Wars is do. tricky because we know what's in the future sometimes. So yeah. it's like, where were those people? Oh, I know. Um, but now it's time to get into the main stories we're going to discuss in the Resistance Report. It's the Resistance. Yep, we got a couple of stories uh, here, and I think most people were pretty uh, surprised by this first one, um, but also not surprised because there's a... Uh, writer strike and you know this is this tends to be par for the course for disney but um hollywood reporter uh put out um uh, a story about how avatar 3 was moving back and what the new disney slate looks like um and when you examine that you will notice that star wars the movie that was supposed to happen the untitled star wars movie for 2025 has been moved to 2026 um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they, but they added the, that there was a December 2026 as well. So it's May 2026 and December 2026. And the December 2027 movie didn't move. It stayed. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, in, in looking at this from just the, the obvious thing, I think to me, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if this is necessarily Lucasfilm making this change or this is the best move because Avatar had to change um with that moving back to december of 2025 what do you do do you go up against avatar or do you just push your movie back five months and it's like you probably push your movie back five months um but john i'll start with you on this one what are your thoughts on uh 20 may of 2026 a new new old spot for star wars (laughs) it's kind of a strange month i just find it crazy that it's going to be at that point nine years after it was announced that they're going to put Ryan Johnson's entire trilogy out within the span of 18 months. <laughs> I think that's right. Nuts. Yeah. Um, I, this, I mean, I love this cause it's like star Wars movies, but I think we're all in, even all of us who are just rooting as hard as possible for star Wars to keep making awesome stuff and to make the things that they're telling us they're making this doesn't exist to me yet uh i don't they disney can pop it on their schedule until i hear about some cameras rolling on a star wars movie i don't care about release dates we've we've passed we i mean we're, we're supposed to have a star wars movie that uh is supposed to be coming out in six months from now and it's just not anymore and rogue squadron so and that was a movie that was officially announced. They had the director, they had the title card, they had the plot, the idea, you know, all that and gone, you know? So I like that we're getting more Star Wars movies and I know that we are. If this holds the way it does, my mind is all kind of mixed up because like, what does that do for their celebration plans? But also like, this is a tight thing where you're doing that thing that they thought that they made a mistake on, which is releasing movies too close to each other. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll just say this. 
from the prism of this does happen and we're getting star wars in may 2026 i think that's going to be the ray movie um and then what does that mean for december like which one is that is that mangled or feloni um and taika. the strike taika right and so the and the strike plays a role in all of this like you said james because avatar 3 actually literally took the star wars date from 2025 mm -hmm. so i just want star wars movies back you know and i'm being as optimistic as i can and three years is a long time from now i'm gonna be excited when they get rolling and we hear about filming and what locations they're at and that sort of stuff and uh, that i love talking about that stuff on the podcast so i'm really excited from that perspective but as a fan uh I need I need more tangible stuff before I can get excited about the idea that I'm going to see three Star Wars movies in basically a year and a half uh, within, you know, in, in a pocket of a year and a half. So um, I'm excited, but still like I need to get more. I need more tangible proof of production. So let's get past this damn strike. Pay your writers and let's get back to making Star Wars stuff. Um, but I, I can't wrap my head around uh, around this fully because of what we've been through as fans uh, mm -hmm. the past few years and and Lacey, uh you know jeff snyder for from the hot mic also reported that the ray movie was going to begin filming in april of 2024 which then puts it about almost exactly two years from when they're looking to maybe release the movie um, but what are your thoughts, uh, on that? And also this new, like may 2026 date in aligning with a December, 2026 and a December, 2027. I think that Disney should pay their writers and then we wouldn't be doing this. First of all, I think this is absolutely ridiculous that we're still now dealing with this other situation of the writer's strike, because at this point, I believe the calculation is that by the time that we get like mid to late summer, they would have spent the money already that they could have just paid these people instead of just letting this drag on. Um, so that's the first thing that they should just pay people and then there wouldn't be any issues. Second of all, it is uh, disappointing. You know, 2025 is the next celebration year in Japan. Um, we're planning to go and it's one of those years that with the possibility of seeing a movie later that year it just seemed like a really good hype year for star wars in general and like something to look forward to and be excited um so for selfish reasons i'm like super disappointed because i'm like okay so now there's nothing there and you're pushing it back again um then there's the whole thought of <laughs> they literally dragged solo saying that oh we shouldn't have put it in may we shouldn't have sandwiched it between these movies that's our fault. We went too crazy with too many movies every year. And they like literally dragged Solo and put so much blame on it. <clears throat> they are doing it again. So to me, that says that either you didn't learn your lesson, which I don't think is the point in the first place, but or you straight up made stuff up to blame Solo for its bad box office uh, performance, even though it was sandwiched in between Deadpool 2 and Avengers. Now, if you look at the schedule now, it's two weekends away from Avengers again. So they're literally putting the Star Wars movie behind. Is it? And it is. It is. So Avengers, the Kang. But Dynasty that Avengers movie is also like in a weird spot, too, because 
because of Kang, yes, but we're not yeah. going to get into that. Is Star Wars so, before Avengers or after? After. So Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, which was dated on 5-2-25, moves to 5-1-26, and Star oh, Wars, which was 12-19-25, moves to 5-22-26. So they literally gave insanity. Avengers the same weekend that they did before Solo and the same weekend potentially for Star Wars again, um, which to me is, it's bananas like, it's a remake and i have to give credit uh maybe it's Peter solo Sc- too Woo! Oh, <laughs> i have to give some credit to peter scaretta from ordinary adventures because he's the one that kind of included the clips uh like quotes and stuff online before anybody else and like really pointed it out because i 100 percent agreed with him that they have said in numerous interviews like oh well we shouldn't have done may and we shouldn't have done this we you're doing it again so did you mean what you said before or are you just disregarding that again um that being said i am of course very excited for these movies the fact that we're getting three movies in two years is insane to me as a star wars fan and i think it completely contradicts what kathleen kennedy just said recently in an interview like around celebration where she's like it's like a bond event it needs to breathe it needs time for release we're not going to rush these things and here they are being rushed in a year and a half (laughs) So I I just I'm hoping that the extra time is going to make the movies that much better. Um, that's all I can ask for. But at the same time, I know that the reason it's being pushed isn't for more time. It's because they don't want to pay people. So I'm like torn between being like, OK, I understand to no, that's ridiculous. Um, as this for them starting perfect. filming next year, I mean, for me that again depends on where we are with the writer's strike like the whole point is to not be doing any production to support the people in your industry or the people in hollywood so hopefully fingers crossed things will be figured out by then um that being said there's a looming director's guild strike and there's a looming actor strike a sag strike so it's kind of up in the air of like how that's going to impact things coming into the next year um but I, the moment I see Daisy on set again in her Ray outfit, I'm going to lose it. I'll say that. I'm going to lose mm. it. And I hope that her movie's first. We don't nef- necessarily know that, but I, we're all assuming that. Based yeah, on I, think that, I think that's coming just from Jeff, mostly. Well, they had kind of, I think everyone kind of assumed that her movie was next, um, mm-hmm. just based on like things that came out of Celebration. But yeah, you're right. No, Jeff did say that specifically. So we'll see but i just it's one of those things that as someone that really really loves solo we all do but like it, it's hard to then it's like every other day we get a different story to me yeah i so that was like, going to be my my Kathleen point kennedy thing yeah go ahead james i was going to say oh. like this to me it feels like a disney forcing their hand mm-hmm yeah, sure, I, I, sure. But even then, she said three to four movies in between movies, three to four years in between movies isn't a big deal. They were still going to do three movies in a row, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All I was going to say was that my my main thing was the the solo aspect of this is when you put like there was this big argument why solo didn't work because there were two Star Wars movies like back to back like that. And now you're doing it again. But that all of that. I, I don't think it's so much that they haven't learned their lesson. I think what we're looking at right now is a big corporation not knowing what the future holds with the writer strike and when they can begin doing some of this stuff. Um, 
and then them just I they have to like put something out. So they're like, I don't know, put move these around. And like some of these other ones, like I said, like I, I think they want Avengers to do well, too. And that's com- going to be competing against a Marvel or a, a, a Star Wars movie. So it's like that's not necessarily the best place. And they've learned the lesson for that, too. So to do this again, I, I don't think this I don't think these are the real dates. Um, if they are the real dates, it's not crazy to have a celebration. And instead of saying this December, you say in one year, you know, it might feel the same, but I definitely look at these dates and think this doesn't make sense from, from what we've learned in the past. And I think it's a temporary placeholder for the unknown, which is right now, which I'm totally with Lacey on this, like just solve the problem you know, get, get this over with, move forward. But you know who we're dealing with and those people like money and they want to keep their money. So however this plays out is going to ultimately determine when, once we get back rolling and on a schedule, then we can definitively say, okay, cool. Now from today forward, it's going to take two years. This is the new release date. So I think these are all Star Wars is their third biggest IP right now. And I mean, I would be shocked if Lucasfilm was like, let's put out these dates. So to me, this is 100% a Disney move to placate the, you know, concerns or whatever of share of stockholders for like that IP and what they're delivering because of, like you said, Lacey, the Kathleen Kennedy, James Bond stuff. Like, we'll just you know we're, we don't need to do the stringent every two years, every three years for a trilogy. It's just when we have the next movie ready, it comes out like James Bond. And then uh, literally a month later, this comes out and it completely contradicts that. So there's either a lot of miscommunication between Lucasfilm being Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger and Disney, uh, or it's just things are changing on a dime. Like we saw with, you know, these movies were happening and now that gets all. I think things could be reworked. If you look at the past year, the past six, four out of six superhero movies have flopped at the box office they have not delivered audiences aren't going to the same movies they used to go to five years ago three years ago so i'm interested to see how this schedule changes over time i mean you have moana coming out before the star wars movie the live action moana i can't believe they're making that they just announced that a month ago and it's already on the schedule before the next star wars movie to me that's bananas but We'll see what happens. I, I I just think that superhero movies and pop culture movies in general are definitely being revisited in the sense of like, are they still popular? Because um, Spider-Man did amazing. The Flash did not. Multiple well, other movies did not. Guardians did really well. Guardians and- did and Top Gun did good last year as like a pop culture type movie. I'm just saying it's going to be interesting to see how studios pivot knowing that information because people aren't going to the movies. But, you know, I, I, with the Flash thing, I think that didn't do well. I part Partly the Ezra Miller thing, and he wasn't even there marketing it at Shazam all. Sam didn't do well. Black Adam didn't do well. Right. Well, Black Black Adam, like, that. who cares about I'm Black just Adam? saying, like, Shazam these are superhero out? movies that they thought were an easy... But I think the... The problem DC had with the Flash was everyone knew, and I think Aquaman too might not do well either. Everyone knows that the the stuff Snyder's that Snyder story stuff is over, so you're going to see a dead end. You're not seeing, mm. 
you know, what James Gunn's going to be doing next. So some people are probably like, it's the flash. Like if it was a segue, like Iron Man was into the MCU and that started something. Sure. But this is like, let's wrap this up sort of thing. And people are probably like, I don't care anymore. I'm Have so you seen the it. flash? I guess not yet. I want to see. Oh, okay. Eaton, I was going to say, cause I, I don't know what is spoilery or not. Like maybe it is, maybe that is what they're doing, but like nobody went and saw it because of what I don't know. Think I'm just about. assuming yeah. they were trying to wrap up the, all the Snyder stuff. Cause it's all those. Also actors. Ezra Miller sucks. So we can yeah. say that. Out yeah. Loud. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did a um, movie with a guy that like literally sucks. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of, but I'm just very yeah. interested to see pop culture in general. And I think Barbie's going to be very telling this summer. Um, I'm interested to see, and this has nothing to do with Star Wars, but like the Jennifer Lawrence movie, kind of like the comedy stuff, because movies are in a weird spot right now. Like people went out to see Avatar and Top Gun last year. Indy. Year before, we don't know how Indy's going to do. And Indy is already getting mixed it's reviews. Now, I know you guys are putting out your thing tomorrow mm -hmm. your review yeah. of indie so i don't want to say yeah. anything because i haven't seen it i don't know i'm just going based on reactions that i've seen it's been a very mixed bag yeah so the french critics were mixed on it it's american now, too it's now fresh though it's over 60 percent on rotten mm -hmm. tomatoes i think more people are going to like it than than what they're hearing from critics i i'm tired of the critic disparity between critics and audiences i don't think critics are as integral as they used to be uh and that's no disrespect to them it's just there's so much access to points of views and, and that sort of thing solo got a 69 mm percent. -hmm. just throwing that out there yeah solo rules um <laughs> so but yeah tomorrow uh, as Lacey just mentioned james and i did a non-spoiler review of indy 5 dollar destiny uh that's going to hit pod feed and the channel tomorrow if you're listening to this on friday it's today early afternoon so check that out and no spoilers so you'll be, you'll be able to check our points of view and our thoughts on the movie without getting spoiled. Uh, so check that out tomorrow. But yeah, I hope Indy does well just as a fan, but you're right, Lacey, like it's, it, it's impossible. I was never good at predicting box office. I, yeah, I feel like it's impossible right now more than ever. They're predicting it right now that it's not going to do well. Indy. Mm -hmm. That it's yeah. going to flop. I don't know about a flop. Because gonna, it was I'm, big. I'm going to throw out a hundred thousand opening weekend. A hundred thousand? hundred thousand? The biggest like flop in the history of movies. <laughs> That's like nothing. You mean a hundred oh, million? Oh, I'm sorry. A hundred million. A <laughs> hundred oh. thousand? Harrison Ford would, would uh, I don't know what he would do. He would retire and never be seen again. <laughs> I, I forget who it was. I feel bad, I like, That's but I that don't remember who it was. I think it was up. Variety or something <laughs> was running an article of like the next upcoming movies and how they're tracking. And they said mm -hmm. Indy was not going to do well. So I'm interested to see how it does. I hope it does well because it seems like everybody that went to the premiere yeah, stuff really I, liked it with the exception yeah. of like a handful of people. I think I saw a lot of this phrasing and that's how I'm kind of gauging it is it's not without its problems. And when people say that in a review to me, I'm like, Ooh, like when we were like, it's fun, but it has problems. You're like, Oh, oh. It's every right. movie. It's a two and a half yeah. hour movie. You'll find something if you're looking for it. We, I mean, we talked about it on, on our, on our review about some of the nitpicks we have, but go see indie. If you like indie, you like Lucasfilm product. Uh, everyone, all the OGs are involved. So you can't say it's a Disney thing. Everyone who's involved with the OGs are involved in this one. Go see indie. Anyway. Now it's, I, I, we're leading into our next story, but I couldn't help but kind of chuckle to myself uh, with, obviously he's doing james mangold's doing a star wars movie 
And I was like, oh my God, is he having the curse happen where this movie's not going to do well? And then he's going into Star Wars. I My my takeaway was Star Wars fans don't have anything to worry. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know about monetarily. Uh, I looked it up. It is tracking for 60, 70,000 or 60. <laughs> I did it again. 60, 70 million. That's um, like nothing. I Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's nothing think- for like a, a big, huge box office. I think for a couple years, the, 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 the line was about like 200 and it was like, will it break 200? Then it's a big success. And if it's below 200, it was underplayed a little bit for these. Big- I think it's a hundred. If it's under a hundred, it's bad. No, it would. I'm saying for like a couple years ago, like around last Jedi time, 200 million was the line for like the big, big movies, um, the big Marvel movies and, and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so now I think it's backed off a little bit. I, I would say a hundred million is what, where I expect this to do. Cause I don't expect it to do big, but I expect it to do more than what that's tracking for just based on like my wife alone. She's not like online talking about it, but she wants to go see the in- indie film. You know, I think a lot of people are going to go out to see it, especially first weekend. John. Uh, so John Roca's comment came up there and John, I, you know, I like your honesty. So you're, I don't think you're one of those critics that is shy of, speaking your mind though i did find it funny watching you with all that flaming hot uh (laughs) (laughs) um it's good to see you buddy and i'm i wish i had a chance to run into you last uh, last week but i liked indie too and you'll hear more about it on our uh, review tomorrow for sure but yeah next story james uh look at us back after an 84 year break and and we're just segueing the heck out of this show (laughs) james mangold is part of our next story as he is developing a star wars movie uh he talked to gizmodo about what that process is going to be like and and how it was sort of pitching that uh initially to lucasfilm um he you know put in quotes 10 commandments of the force and in the article made note that he was very surprised when Kathleen Kennedy said, I am down to do that because his whole concept of going back that far um, was sort of like eliminating the Jedi and more being about the just the originators of how this thing works and the people that ultimately discover it. So we actually got a little bit of information about this movie, um, but I think the more interesting read out of it is the guy who just did Indiana Jones five for Lucasfilm. And then you'll get the opportunity to see the movie and then you'll like read his process. You know, this is him going into a star Wars movie. Um, Lacey, I'm going to start with you on this one. What are your thoughts on what James Mangold had to said about his process and the development of this star Wars movie as of like now? So, I probably thought different things were interesting based on what you just said, James, than what you guys said, but that's fine. Uh, I thought the two most interesting things to me were that he mentioned he worked on other Star Wars things, which we all know that he he was rumored to be doing a Boba Fett movie, which never really came about, but like he was rumored to be doing it. So the fact that he mentioned like, oh, I was working on this thing a couple, like I've been working on stuff before, but like doesn't say it. And then... The other thing that really stood out to me, and this is the one that kind of made me go, is at the end of the article, it says, however, we followed up and asked him the status for the project, especially since he's been mentioning, you know, Swamp Thing, working on that. Uh, And he's also prepping a Bob Dylan movie. And he said the question was, quote, impossible to answer. 
So it seems mm-hmm. it will happen when it's ready to happen. And placeholders. That to me is like. I was saying earlier. Because here's the thing. When we were talking about that movie before, movies before, we have Daisy's movie. We have Dave Filoni's movie, which I think is a lock. Like I think one of those dates is Dave Filoni's. Then we have Taika's, who's still working on a middle part of his movie. And then we have this guy. (laughs) And then we have Mangold, who's saying that it's impossible to answer what the question is. And then we have Ryan Johnson over here, who is eventually doing something will of God, whatever he says every time he does an interview. Mm -hmm. So potentially those are five different movies that need to fit into three slots. So... My assumption that it's Daisy's, Filoni's, and Taika's movies that are in those slots. I don't think Mangold's movies. And Sean Levy. Oh, my God. Six movies. Six movies. So I don't think Mangold is in those proposed release dates yet. I don't think he's even considering it. I think he's on the docket for what's to come and not what's being worked on now. The fact that he's got two other things lined up and he said it's impossible to answer where his project at. He didn't even give like a I'm working on it or we have some ideas, or I'm writing it, or, oh, we've had meetings about it, or I talk to Kathleen all the time. I'm just reciting what Ryan Johnson says all the time. Yeah. He's not even saying any of that stuff. So to me, that means that he hasn't even, he hasn't done anything with it except come out on stage and say that he's doing it. I'm going to make all those uh, Ryan Johnson dolls with a pull string. Yeah. God willing, I hope I can still make my stuff movie. I just, yeah. I really like. I would do anything. In TV so, like, show, I really want him movie. to do more stuff. I think he's had a lot of success, and it just makes me sad every time I hear him talk about it because you know he wants to do it too. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. feels like cruel punishment that they're like, yeah. oh yeah, he's still, we still talk, and he's like, do we, do we talk? But anyway, yeah. um, they're scared. yeah, I thought they're scared to really bring him in. I think so. But for me, the other parts of this interview, which I'm sure John and James, you'll get into. When he's talking about, you know, not touching what people are working on now, I get that because the only person that really has done a good job working within what's happening currently in Star Wars has been like Dave Filoni and John Favreau because he's working with Dave Filoni. Like Dave Filoni knows every way the puzzle goes, what pieces fit where, how the spider web is being built. So I think it's any... For anybody that's just a fan of Star Wars and not been keeping track of every single thing about Star Wars, whether it be comics, books, movies, whatever, they're going to feel like they're like, I can't even touch that. And it really reminds me of any fan that wants to get into Star Wars, but feels like it's too much. And I hear that a lot from like casual fans or even people that I know that are like, hey, you seem really into it. I want to get into it, but I don't even know where to start. I'm sure directors feel the same way. And so James Mangold's like, you guys stay over there. You do your thing. I want to go all the way over here <laughs> where I'm working in my own space. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I totally get that. But yeah, I don't think we're going to see this movie before I'm 40. I'll I say think that. you're, I don't, I don't know about that. I think you're right, though, that we as fans made the assumption and mostly because John made a really good point, which was the, the, um, Ryan Johnson, the Taika Waititi, the, all that, that stuff's done. What you're, these three dates that are on the calendar, that's your blank and your blank and your blank, right? The new announcements that they just made. Um, and but they I made think Taika we, before that though. They made that's what Taika, I'm saying. yeah, May 4th. I'm saying it? when we went into mm-hmm. celebration and we got these new announcements there, we have this mindset that like the old is probably done and right. they're moving forward with these people. 
Um, but we still, we don't know that we're still getting talks that, you know, Tyke is still doing his thing. We're still getting talks that, um, who did you just mention again? Sean Levy, that he's mm-hmm. still working on this. And he says he's, he doesn't care what anybody he says. calls it the he's, golden ticket. Yeah. He's yeah. going, he's going to make that and he's going yeah. to be doing the star Wars movie. Uh, there's nothing that's going to stop him. Um, so I think you're right that, that those, at least those two, could be people that are taking some of these dates and we're not really attributing to them uh, because we've been waiting so long and these new ones are fresh people coming in. But I think Dave Filoni's also could be further down the line too, depending on how long the Mandalorian runs. Um, and um, one other thing you mentioned too, you said that Dave Filoni was really good at connecting everything. I think sneakily, Leslie Headland is also another one of those people. I think she probably is doing I think because very- she cares a lot exactly i think people come into this not it's not that they don't care that's not the right word they're not passionate about it whereas i feel like what you're saying is like leslie headland is passionate about making everything connect and link together yeah yeah bingo i think she is connecting with phantom menace and the high republic and she's playing in that world we just don't recognize it yet um, like we can because Dave Filoni has put out Clone Wars and Rebels and The Mandalorian, you know, so we point I think that him, show I is think- going to surprise me. Honestly, I think I, I have nothing. I don't know what to expect with it. Right. And I think it's going to be one of those things. The best like looking I, show out of all the new shows, new footage. 100%. And I think yeah. it's one of those shows that I'm going to use this as an example. When we went into season two of The Mandalorian, I didn't really have any feelings about Ahsoka showing up in the sense of like, I'm not the biggest Ahsoka fan and I had no like expectations or preferences of how they introduced her. And that was one of my favorite, if not my favorite episode of that season, besides obviously Luke Skywalker, but Mm -hmm. her episode was like one of my favorites because I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't have anything in my head of like, Oh, this is what I want. Um, yeah, but to, but to wrap up my thoughts, I, I think that James Mangold, uh, did a good job with Indy, and I don't think that will affect like fans saying, get this guy out of Star Wars. Um, but I think what they've done is they've offered it to him. He said, yeah, I'll do that. Um, and they said, can we announce it? And he said, sure. And he's going with it. But I do think that he probably is sitting in that weird sort of like whenever Tyke is done, whenever James gets to it, whenever Ryan wants to come back, we welcome him. You know, I, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. a feeling James Mangold might be in that weird, uh, nether world between it keeps actually getting though. something done and yeah. being on, on the calendar or on the schedule as reported to fans. John, where are you at with Mangold? I think Mangold movie is a hundred percent happening. You don't bring in James Mangold and him not make his movie. I'm they not brought saying him in for Boba Fett. 26 or 27. What do you think? Uh, well, the Boba Fett thing, I think, was messed up just like the Obi-Wan movie was messed up because of what happened with Solo, which was not Solo's fault. I don't know that there's a date on the Mangold movie. I just, to me, he's one of those directors where you bring him in and he shows up on a stage and says, I'm going to do this biblical tale, the 10 commandments of the force before Jedi existed. That movie's happening. Like, you know, I know a lot of people haven't seen Indy yet, but look at his track record. Like James Mangold is a tier one filmmaker. We're not talking about even Colin Trevorrow, like is not on his planet. It's as far as like a quality filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And this is my opinion. 
You know, maybe people don't like James Mangold. I don't know. I think that I think the movie's a lock. I don't think they're worried about that. Maybe the Mangold movie is what Kathleen Kennedy's referring to as far as the James Bond thing. Like when that movie's ready, we're going to get it. And it's going to be a three hour epic tale that is going to set like it's going to be page one or the prologue of the story of Star Wars or something. And so I have full faith in in Mangold, the same type of way I had faith in Tony Gilroy. Um, now, Andor wasn't my favorite or anything, but his I believe him when he's saying he's making things. And I feel the same way about James Mangold. So I'm not on the oh, it's Rocky with Mangold at all. I'll have to be convinced completely the other way. I And I liked what he had to say, because I think a lot of people were stuck on this idea that he's telling like the story of the earth, the very start of the Jedi. He's not like there may not be anything like Jedi. There may be there'll probably be no lightsabers. I mean, we might see some kyber crystals and they won't know what to do with it. But this is just <laughs> going to be like the unearthing or whatever you want to call it of the force. You know, this one chosen person or something that the force speaks to to show people what this thing is and what what does that tale mean? Uh, that's very exciting to me. And I think that that is 100 percent going to happen. I don't need his movie to fill one of these three dates. I just want to see that movie because when we heard about Ray coming back, I was very excited, maybe a little too soon for me, but I'm very pumped to see Daisy Ridley back. The Filoni movie, very excited for him to get that chance. But out of those three that came on stage at Celebration and I heard Mangold, what he had to say, I'm like, that's the one I want to see. I want to see something that's not tied into anything that sort of starts us, our understanding of the force and all of us together get to experience the beginning of the force and you know he's going to ask George Lucas for advice on what his thoughts are about it, of course. So mm-hmm. I I am it, none of this matters to me in terms of how indie does. I think that's a quality film. Uh, I, I, I have full confidence in James Mangold. So I, I, I disagree that there's a chance, you know, if indie doesn't make a ton of money that he's not going to make this movie. I think he's making this movie. And I there's a line. There was a line from in my action. My might might have been an interview that Clayton Sandell did with Lawrence Kasdan, where Lawrence Kasdan said, I don't know when people got so wrapped up in box office returns. And he understands it from a business perspective, but he's like, some of the best movies ever made that people still watch to this day made no money at the box office. And it's like, I'd rather James Mangold make the best movie, the best Star Wars movie that we've seen in decades, and it flops. Make that movie and make it awesome. Like, I, 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 there's so many Marvel movies that made so many money that I don't, I'm not even going to care about in 10 years. And it like just hit because it's part of this cycle that's happening. Give me a great movie. And James Mangold is a great filmmaker. So I'm all in on that movie. I, uh, as you were talking, something that occurred to me when he says the 10 commandments of the forest and like how they're like inscribing it on the stones and stuff. It's like, I wonder if the story is actually the like, the wills and like the beginning of the journal of the wills. No, I, no, I, I understand. I I think he meant like Epic or whatever, but, but that story does entitle like, like getting something mystical and like journaling it down and saying like, from now on, these are the rules, you know, kind of thing. Like the, the story of the wills and the journal of the wills and stuff could be, could go back this far. Whatever is experienced in that becomes, yeah. But Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm trying to manifest for my boy, Sean Bean, to be cast in that movie. (laughs) That could happen. 
Um, but uh, before we move on to our next story, I wanted to throw out there that later in the show, we're going to be doing Ask the Resistance. So put your comments and questions into the chat now. But keep in mind that if you do choose to do a super chat, you 100% get in. We're going to be doing it. So that's always an option if you'd like to um, make sure or solidify that your question is going to get asked on the show. Uh, you can do that. But keep, keep, uh, keep an eye out. We're going to be doing... Hang out with us. We're going to be done. Ask the resistance after this final story yeah, you, here. Use use the hashtag so we know your question is not just casual. You want it to be correct. Yep. Use for, yeah, use hashtag ask the resistance in your question, um, in your comment. Um, the last story that we want to talk about to wrap up resistance report is that there was an official teaser clip for Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian Season 3, and it's going to be coming out next Wednesday. Um, and we, uh, we'll probably be doing something special. John, do you want to talk about what we're going to be doing for next week's episode? Well, we kind of tossed this idea around and James, you had said like, let's just do Mando fan show. And, uh, we sort of all agreed like, why not? Because <laughs> when the first gallery came out, there were like, how many were there? Like eight to 10 episodes of gallery. And we did it a Mando fan show for like all of them. Yeah. I think it was so- like four. It was a bunch, and yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think it was a so bunch. Yeah, we're gonna did like one for almost every episode or something. Yeah, Is so we're gonna felt? do a one-off. Uh, it's, it's, we're going live like we normally do, except uh, this time it's gonna be uh, Mando Fan Show, and it's gonna be similar to what we're doing here, but in the yeah. all focused on that uh, gallery, which we've all been pretty excited about because there's been a lot of rumors and chatter about what went into season three. And every time we watch these gallery things, sometimes we're like, oh, okay, I understand that better now because Filoni's smarter than us, you know, or Favreau is King Favreau, you know, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I don't know. How how do you guys feel about uh, the return of the Mando fan show? For for now, a brief return (laughs) before it comes back. I'm a big fan of the gallery series. I always have been. That's basically... I have said this before, but it some of the galleries at gallery episodes have been my favorite kind of content to come out of the Mandalorian just because I love that behind the scenes stuff. Um, and the fact that this one focuses this clip that they released focuses on Phil Tippett is like a dream come true. I think Phil is amazing. The recent kind of thing he had online where he talked about the Rancor puppet and how his hand got like stuck inside the Rancor because it like, swelled up and he had to eat a sandwich like with one hand while his hand was inside the Rancor. <laughs> I just think he's truly a character and a superstar and just so inspirational and everything he said in light and magic just like really hit home with me. So I'm excited to see people like Phil get their spotlight. Um, I'm hoping there's an episode that focuses on the stunt team again for Mandalorian, but the creature stuff is something that always gets me really pumped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is the first trailer out of many that will lead up this week um, because they, they spotlight Phil Tippett and like his contributions to the world of Mandalore. But I, there was a lot to season three. And I think you're probably going to get a couple other clips like, Oh, when we brought in so-and-so to help with this or like, it's just so great that the, like you said, Lacey, the stunt team, you know what I mean? I think the stunt team got a lot of do this season, um, a lot of credit. Uh, so I do think you're right that there probably will be a focus on the stunt team as well um again even more than there has been in other episodes did they confirm is it just a, a one v- video episode type they of have thing? not hmm. all right 
but it's but again, I imagine that it probably is. Season three, like we already heard from Tamara Morrison saying he was supposed to be in it. There was that weird episode with Lizzo and Jack Black. Like I am more curious than any of the previous seasons <laughs> to dive into this. And and hopefully it's not too surface level. I hope we find out some why some of the decisions were made. I hope they give us, you know, otherwise don't make these things. But I, I believe that we'll get at least some insight into what went on. And I'm more curious than I've ever been. So I'm very excited to watch the new gallery for uh, season three and uh, talk about it next week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that's it probably for Resistance Report. Do we want to go ahead and get into our next section? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we fire up some of those super chats? Yeah, so we do have a couple super chats. First, we have Christian. What up, Christian Morales? He said, yo, what up, fearless TRB leaders and my fellow base members? Just doing a quick flyby to say how awesome you are all. You are awesome all are oh my gosh uh <laughs> love you guys have a great and awesome weekend thanks christian you're you the too, best chris. appreciate it no he, he likes christian decided... no he no he said chris didn't he? he did say chris yeah oh my god i got it backwards sorry chris <laughs> i think he said chris i'm pretty sure he said chris. i'm pretty sure he said christian because i was like oh okay whoops pretty sure he said know. chris whatever anyway cali kids up thanks for super chat said can't go against anyone named mangold Oh, very nice. <laughs> see what you did very there. Nice. See what very you nice. Did Thank there. you. Thank That's you. all we have for now. All right. Well, cool. Let's go ahead and fire it up then. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right. It is time for Ask the Resistance. Uh, you guys send us questions and we answer them. Um, I don't see that many in the chat, so people are being a bit shy. Um, <laughs> but there's always a way around that and the way around that is full of questions that we have in our trb resistance bank so get the questions in the chat what's going on with all you out there why y'all being shy come on let's go um but uh i will start this question off here from the pool of our patreon will of the fourth questions that uh may or may not be selected for monday's upcoming show um so we'll start here with this one uh from Chris Vandemale, our good buddy, Belgium. Uh, Chris asks if Filoni's movie at the latest is the 2025. Uh, well, now Chris is behind the ball here. Well, all series leading up to that movie have had their final season by then. So do you guys think the Filoni movie, it's being called a, uh, a culmination. Do you think that means all those shows are going to be done as the shows? Or do you think we'll see more series of the show after his movie? Uh, I'll start with you, James. I have been picturing them in my head as the culmination, meaning that like once they feel like Ahsoka has wrapped, once they feel like the Mandalorian has wrapped. But it is interesting because how do you know? Like, what if Mandalorian is still like killing it and Ahsoka's like not, you know, like, I don't know. I think that's an interesting concept. And when you compare it to probably the the most next biggest thing is like what happened when the Avengers, you know, did their thing. Like, well, most of those characters still did, you know, Captain America three after the first Avengers, you know? So it's like, they did actually keep going on. So I don't culmination is the word that I think Kathleen Kennedy used initially, um, which is why we're maybe picturing it that way. But I do think there's probably a good chance that it could just be leading to something. And then they potentially could even go back to what they were doing. You know, it could be the end for Mando, but Ahsoka could go on more missions or something in her season three of Ahsoka or whatever. All right. 
All right. Lacey, what do you think? Um, I kind of stand by what I said a while ago, which I proudly said, which was I think Mando's going to end with the movie. I think they're going to build up to this big movie event. Then that's where the Mandalorian is going to wrap up its uh, story. I think it's not only good for the character and like a cool movie event, but I think it makes sense that Favreau would end his series in a movie form. I think yeah. that's the most likely if if it if is if any of these series are ending with the movie, it's Mando. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I I have a feeling the movie's going to be at the end to all of those series. So we'll see. We will see. Cool. What else we got? Um, so we're going to head yeah. into a super chat. So first we have Andrew Staley. Thank you so much, Andrew. Hope you're well. Miss you, bud. He said, do you think Celebration 25 will move later, uh, move dates later in 25 or be pushed early in 26 if the movie schedules are officially changed? I think Celebration is staying where it is. I think it's just bad luck that it's getting caught up in this movie schedule. They book convention center dates usually pretty years out. Um, so I can't see them changing that. I've been wrong before, but I don't see them changing. I think it's going to stay where it is. And if they do stick by the rumored start date of April 24th for that Ray movie, we will have something to see at Celebration. Yeah, you could have something there. I think if they're, it, I think they're going to keep it. That's my guess. But if they did move it, I don't think it moves as far as early 26. I think it would be more likely later 25, like that August, October. What, there was a celebration recently around like August, right? <clears throat> um, Wasn't that the um, was LA one? Anaheim? It was canceled. Wait, was that... Anaheim was May. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then. But they did. I, they did at some point shoot for that range. Um, but I, I'm with Lacey. I think they they're keeping the date. I think they're keeping the date too. I think you can lock 2027 with a celebration for the 50th anniversary of Star Wars, which which makes it so strange if they there's no celebration in a year where there's two Star Wars movies coming out in 2026. So I don't know what they're going to do about that. But TRB celebration it. maybe. They could do celebration 25, and, 26, and 27. And thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. And everyone who has sent in the super chats. Really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, all right, Lacey, what else we got? Uh, next we have M Ledderer 71, which has Stormtrooper picture. Thanks so much for your question. Mm-hmm. And they asked, do you think with all the movies being produced, we will see a reduction in Disney Star Wars shows and series being developed? John, what do you think? Yes. Uh, I do. I don't know. I, I think they're like sort of reshifting all that focus back to movies um, just for the sake of profitability. I mean, look at Andor. They said uh, reportedly the budget for Andor was $250 million and it was unfortunately the least watched of all the Star Wars series. So I think they'd rather put those resources because that's the budget for a, a big movie you know, Indiana Jones, you know, or Star Wars episode blank, you know, um, you'll get a return on putting that budget into a movie versus uh, Disney Plus show, which hinges upon the subscriber counts, which may have leveled off. We're not sure. So I, I, I think the answer is yes. Um, but at the same time, I think Star Wars fans shouldn't worry because Bob Iger said they're going to be leaning on their strong IPs for Disney Plus 
So I think we'll still get a substantial amount of Star Wars stuff. I don't think it's one of those things. Um, it just probably won't be as much as the life draft years of when Mando arrived through the pandemic, that sort of thing. So maybe one series a year versus like three or two series a year versus three. It won't be a heavy reduction because I still think they know that they need to focus on the stuff most people love. And Star Wars is still, even though it's right now their third biggest IP, is still very viable. Mm-hmm. James, I think we, I think we said earlier that there was six movies that we're aware of that were in production. And if I'm looking at the list right now, I might be missing one. But Andor, Acolyte, Mando, Ahsoka, and Lando um, are five. So we're already. It seems like if you're just looking at that, it seems like they're already moving in the direction of having more movies that shows. I really hope they make that Lando series because I think that's the closest avenue to follow up solo, you know? Yeah. Unless I'm missing one. I don't think I'm missing one, but Lacey, what do you think? Um, I, it's tough because it's hard to know what Disney's doing pivot wise, because as we've talked about before, I think Bob Iger has come back in and really changed things up. And he's stressed that, you know, streaming isn't, necessarily the biggest thing for them and that they need to shift back into like the park stuff and doing stuff in the movie theater so it's tough to say what's going to happen next but i think at least the slate that they've announced so far and that the things that are in production like andor ahsoka mandalorian acolyte uh skeleton crew all that stuff's going to come out so i think we're good for at least a couple years that we don't have to worry but i think it you know once we get to the end of those uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the shift is going to movies, which it seems like it is, or it's going to kind of do a, a little here, a little there type action. Because right now it seems like the Mandalorian is the only one that's really consistently delivering on views and mm-hmm. like attention from fans in Star Wars and outside of Star Wars. And let's hope three didn't hurt that, it, it, you know, in the slightest. Right. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ryan's up next. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? Awesome picture. I think you're about to fight someone. Uh, <laughs> he asks, how is everyone's state in Star Wars collecting? Are you mentally prepped for the new HasLab? E- Ewok Village confirmed. So Ryan, I'm going to poke a little fun at you right now because it hasn't been confirmed because I haven't gotten a press release from Hasbro. <laughs> However, I know what you're talking about that like seemingly <laughs> images have leaked that the HasLab, which is going to be announced in July at San Diego Comic-Con, could potentially be the Ewok Village. Now, I just want to preface this with people are very good at Photoshop. Very good at Photoshop. And very good at like faking assets and stuff. Um, So I just want to leave that out there. However, they're saying that they got it from someone at Hasbro, which also is possible. Um, We know that the last HasLab with the Rancor kind of leaked from (laughs) Hasbro themselves. So... You know, if this happens, that's awesome. I think it's going to be a really cool vintage collection set. Um, I know it's something that I've definitely mentioned in interviews with Hasbro where I was like, oh, are we going to do like a playset like the Ewok Village or something? Um, so it's definitely something that fans want. And I think that's super important right now with Star Wars collecting and Hasbro in general is like making things people want. And I think in the past with some of the Haslabs, like the lightsaber from from Riva and the Rancor, 
they didn't do as well as they could have done because they were making stuff, I think, that were connected directly to what was coming out instead of what fans really wanted to see. That being said, every fan is different. I'm still waiting for Ben Solo merch, and that seemingly is never going to come out ever. And Solo Creatures, waiting for those two, never going to come out either. So my state of collecting right now is just kind of, I've been pickier lately. I'm going to be honest. I've been a lot of pickier, like a pickier person. Um, I used to try to like grab everything and anything. And I think it's, you know, once you have kids, it's a little different. But I think the coolest thing I got, I didn't even, you know, I was sent by Hasbro, which is Luke's lightsaber. So I feel kind of bad saying like, oh, I'm a collecting because I haven't really collected that much. I got some vinyl records of like Star Wars stories on record, which I'm really pumped to try out. But collecting wise right now, there's not much going on. And I find that when they finally announce stuff, it's like two years after the show has come out. <laughs> so that yeah. excitement just for me personally isn't the same as it was. I feel like I was collecting like crazy during the sequel trilogy and it's just kind of cooled a little bit and then it picked up for Mando and then it's cooled a little bit. So I'm interested to see where it goes, but I'm pumped that people are pumped and I hope that they're right because you're going to have a lot of disappointed people if at San Diego Comic-Con they announce what it is and it's not this. Mm-hmm. I, I hope when that new, not to answer the question also, but I hope when that new Ray movie comes out, her figure and the new villain, their figures come out like a couple of weeks before the movie. Just do it. Get it out there. Let kids buy those. Like, let, get back to the normal way. Well, Force Awakens mm-hmm. was like that. You had so much. That's stuff what I'm saying. Force Awakens. Yeah. I got a Stormtrooper. I remember the new Stormtrooper for Force Awakens, which obviously is not new anymore, but at the time it was new. Yeah. Um, I think two weeks prior to the movie coming out and like they had labeled it wrong at Walmart and I was hyped. I was like, oh my God, I have the Stormtrooper. No one else has it. Mm-hmm. I, still, I still think I have it somewhere. I can't remember. <laughs> but it's it's definitely like, I don't know, collecting's in a weird spot for me right now. James, I know you're not much of a collector, so. I'm not a much a collector. I enjoy looking at the HasLab stuff. I love the details. I love watching, you know, to see if we get to that goal or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm not planning on owning any of them. Um, and I I just always take Lacey's say on what the state of mm-hmm. toys and collecting is because I know she's dialed in there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ryan. Caroline's up. What up, Caroline? She said, will Ezra have over or under one minute of screen time in Ahsoka? James, what do you think? <laughs> um, I'm probably the one person that said, I don't think he's going to be in the series much. Um, so I feel like my answer has to be under a minute, meaning like he's not in it at all. Um, but I think that even if he, I think they, they hired an actor to do more than just that hologram. I'm hoping. So if they actually show him on camera and it's the real actor, it's a real person, that's more than a minute. So I'm going a minute. But I, 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 I just think you probably could have said this at like 10 minutes and then it would be like really debatable. Um, <laughs> one minute, though, is pretty low. I'm going to get I'm going to say one minute. Yes. John, do you have any thoughts on this one or not really? I'm going to say more just because I hope like I honestly, I think I'll be a little annoyed if Ezra only shows up in that hologram. Like fans have been waiting years for this. And like, if, <laughs> right. yeah, F- Filoni's like getting to the point where he's Michael Scott when he knows he has everyone's <laughs> attention because he has a cool story and he just drags out the story. It's like, <laughs> give me Ezra now. It's true. It's like everybody, you know, like with Ahsoka too, they're like, is Ahsoka alive? Is she okay? And he's like, I don't know. Is she? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, pull up a chair. Let's have a chat. You'll find <laughs> out one day. <laughs> yeah. No. I agree, though. I think uh, Ezra's definitely going to have over a minute at least. I think he's going to show up in the show, too. I don't think it's just going to be a hologram the whole time, but we will see. And that's what we got. Back to you, John. I There was one more question I wanted to answer, if that's okay. Okay, which one was it? Um, About Amelia Clark. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Callie so, Kid, so Callie yeah. Kid said, yeah. what did you think about Amelia Clark and Ben Mendelsohn interview for Secret Evasion? Amelia said the MCU, MCU was the best franchise. <laughs> ben said, yep, no drama. <laughs> I did not hear about this. Is this real? Yo, Ben is so spicy. <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't hold back. He's spicy. Um, so Secret Invasion... I am not super familiar with from what I'm hearing. It's getting uh, a ton of flack for using AI in their intro. I can tell you that much. Yeah. And and it doesn't like for a Marvel thing, it only has a 78 fan score. And to me, that's rotten because it seems like Marvel, like Marvel fans are like, it's the greatest thing ever. Um, So I, I don't know. I don't like these comments and I, I haven't seen the interview. So I have to go and actually hear their quotes. But because sometimes, you know, Amelia Clark's very sarcastic. Like she said, best season ever about season eight of Game of Thrones. You know, I have to see her face and what she thinks. Also, she's there promoting a Marvel show. You know, it depends on how the question was asked. So I need to find out the nuances of that. But in a vacuum, if they said that, I don't know if they were like, that's a side sort of dig at Star Wars because they were both in Star Wars. But there's no drama for you, the actor. You're getting paid to do your job. And when you're long done with it, that's when fans get to it. And most fans like it. It's the like, I don't like actors pointing out the bubble of hate and like fueling that. So at the same time, though, Amelia has made jokes before. Like she was very kind of snarky with the ending of Game of Thrones on the red carpet before the premiere. I I just said that. Yeah. 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 So like, I feel, I don't know. She tends to just do that. (laughs) Yeah. I, so I mean, I would love to see her back as Kira, of course. So, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn, I thought was awesome. And I would love to see him in season two of Andor. So who knows? But I think I'd have to really dig into these. But in a vacuum, um, I I don't think people are getting mad at me about this. I don't think the MCU is as good as people think it is. I think its strength is that they somehow connected a lot of stuff. But I really don't think these movies are going to hold up the way Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or even Harry Potter, like in 40 years when people are like, let's watch these movies. I don't think people are going to go back and be like, let me watch Ant-Man 2 or, uh, you know, this Iron Man movie or this. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think there was a time and place for this. I think it's already starting to tip a bit for people. And if they start bringing back 60 year old tony stark from the dead and like none nothing that happened before happens like they're gonna jump the shark i i mean and i like a lot of the marvel movies i just i'm getting really tired of the pedestal people are putting it on and i think every i will take everything star wars has made over the last 10 years over most of what marvel has made and you could take your box office and show me the receipts i don't care i i think the quality of storytelling is much better in star wars than uh, mcu my my quick reaction to this, just having seen it right here, is that you're. I think you're right that they're currently promoting MCU, you know, and you don't have to you don't have to boost it up by saying no drama, implying that other movies have drama. But 
I think most do. So I think his comment is probably more along the lines of like, we've all been on movie sets where it was difficult at times. Uh, and I did, did, I felt like it was a family or whatever. And it was easygoing. This was all really cool. It was really played out. It's probably just more of a comment on like Kevin Feige's producer, uh, you know, um, role or whatever. Um, but it, it is funny because if his comment was about star Wars, those two specifically are probably involved in the biggest star Wars drama pictures being like solo, you know, firing the director midway through and reshooting all the scenes. And then obviously rogue one, like having Tony Gilroy come in and rewrite the whole end of the movie and all that. I'm sure Sure. as an actor, even though you're getting paid to do something, it sucks when you're at work and you do like something. And then your boss says, nah, I'm not feeling start over. That's a good point. You know, you're like, Oh, okay. Whatever. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. Both of their projects did have issues. That's a good point. I, my gut reaction is that they're talking about Star Wars. When Me you too. say franchise, yeah. franchises, DC, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Marvel, Hunger Games now, like it's very oh, Doctor Who. Yeah. So it's like very specific to the two biggest ones are Marvel and Star Wars. If we're being serious, DC's like yeah. coming in third. But yeah, I think they're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, they, like they very, probably are. They probably are. Because they both kind of, especially Amelia Clark, went through the ringer with her movie, you know, the, like all the stuff that happened with hers. And I'm sure Ben Mendelsohn did the same thing with Rogue One, like you were just saying, James, like with the director and, you know, story switches. I'm sure he saw stuff that like he loved get cut from the movie. Just it is what yeah. it is. But. Man, Marvel Star. Well, I don't really count that. I was going to say Marvel, Star Wars, they said Spider-Man, but I don't count that. And then Harry Potter's on that. And then James Bond after that. James Bond. Yeah. yeah. I, Walking Dead is usually one of the franchises people put up. Anyway, Fast most people are only in like Fast one James Bond though movie too, you know? Yeah. yeah. They usually die. Mission Impossible. All, All right. right. Back to you, John. All right. Yes. Thank you everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Uh, it is always a good time to be a Star Wars fan. And when you're with us, you're always going to have a good time. So we appreciate you being a part of what we have going on here. Make sure you do subscribe to the show on your preferred platforms. Uh, we're getting more and more of those Spotify ratings. We appreciate that. And if you have Apple and you use Apple, hop over to Apple Podcasts and rate us over there and leave a review if you'd like. Uh, and of course, keep subscribing to the channel, spreading the word, all that good stuff, and telling your friends about TRB. Um, a big special thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast you keep the light on here for us uh we can't do a lot of what we do here without you and you know that so if you uh are new to listening to the show or you've been for a while and you're able to at least go check it out patreon.com slash resistance broadcast it's just the three of us here doing the work and uh having a good time doing it but support allows us to keep doing what we're doing and expand upon that um so Check out the tiers, and if you can support us, we appreciate it very much. If not, totally cool. We're just glad you're here. Uh, but a special thank you to our generals and spice runners on our Patreon. Carmelo, who is back on the pod race. He's going to be doing one on Monday. Very excited to have Melo back. John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, who said he was recognized for doing a Patreon pod race while at Celebration. So uh, come to a pod race, everyone. Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Micah Harrison, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi, 
DiMaggio, and Diana. And our Spice Runners, David Provis, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian. Uh, so thank you all very much and all of our patrons. Uh, for me, Johnny Hoey on Twitter and my movie pod, Just Like the Movies. Uh, we did Last Crusade recently. We're doing The Raid next. And uh, me and James are uh, putting out our non-spoiler review of Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones, tomorrow afternoon. Or if you're listening to this, it's Friday, uh, a week before the official movie release. Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And James B. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. All right. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and your summer is off to a great start. And we'll be back with you on Monday where we're going to talk about R2-D2. We're not going to say exactly why, so you're going to have to tune in. Until next time, from the three of us here at TRB, we'll see you around, kids.